Hey everyone, welcome back to One Shot at a Time, a tabletop role-playing game podcast. This season we're working on Fabula Ultima, a JRPG-inspired tabletop role-playing game. My name is Daniel, your forever game master. I am Daniel Lee, your occasional game master. Oh yeah, I forgot. My name is Daniel Locke. I always forget my last name. Did I say Lee? Yeah, you did say Lee. Did we say the name of the show? Uh, yeah, it's One Shot at a Time. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Great. But today we have a special guest audio specialist, Josh Greenway, helping us out. Uh, we're did you in say our... his full name like that? Uh, is that okay with you, Josh Greenway? Are you okay with us saying your full name? Our, our producer is <laughs> yeah, giving produ- us a pensive look. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm 100% using this in the show. Yeah, using this oh, in the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's fine. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. He's giving the thumbs up. He's okay. I don't know if you can hear him because he's hooked uh, us up on some fancy lapel mics. So we're chilling on a couch and we have our legs over one another. So we're pretty, we're oh, pretty chilling. We kind of do that thing that cats do when they want to show kind of like solidarity. They mm-hmm. kind of mimic each other. Exactly. So we're exactly. doing that right now. Yep. Nice. Yeah, but uh, today we're going to work on a prompt that we were supposed to work on like two episodes ago. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, We so a lot of the previous two episodes, it was a lot of like, first we're going to get into magic systems and fiction, and then we're going to kind of like review world building writing tips, and then that's going to lead into this whole thing about where we eventually make like a very solid design for a like fantasy location. Yeah, which none of that happened. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so we're really dragging our feet on this. Yeah. So today's prompt, we're going to go back to Witch Hat Atelier, um, but we're going to use the story. Excuse me, I think you mean Atelier. Uh, yes, Atelier. And I apologize if you hear in the background my dog eating. We're just in the living room. Sure, sure, And this sure. is his home too, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like... we, we talked about reading an ad, but we just got sponsored by uh, Automatic Dog Feeder. Oh, right, yes. So not quite what we were looking for, but we're on the right track. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're making it there. Soon okay, we'll be great. sponsored by, like, Squatch or something. The soap. What is that? It's like a soap company. No, don't actually don't explain it. Just, let's just get into the prompt, okay. baby. Yeah. So prompt is which hat to the a. Is that okay with you, Daniel? No, but please continue. Um, it's a magical girl manga. God damn it, Snowball. Is that? It is fine. <laughs> we have all this fancy audio equipment, and your dog is ruining it. Ah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not at all. This is probably all going in the episode too. Go nice, on. nice. Yeah. So uh, it's which hat to the a. It's a magical girl manga where Is they... it appropriate to, to call it a magical girl manga? Because I don't really feel like it's in it's in the magical girl genre, right? Okay, let's discuss magical genre girl genre for the next fifteen minutes well, because... we of this episode. Okay. Okay, well okay, now that I've said that, it, it does kind of have parallels. Magical because like all magical girl shows, like a little mascot character shows up yep. out of nowhere, recruits this girl into a weird organization that has vague origins and she gives has some kind of objective to fight a mysterious enemy that isn't explained. None of the they have like a monster of a week kind of system. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I guess it is kind of like that. Yeah, in a little bit, but there's no mascot in this one that I can think of. But there is the wizard that shows up, the yeah. witch that shows up, and then and then kind of indoctrinates her into this world of magic exactly. against her will, without giving her any context for you know like the intentions of anybody in the game. I guess like how much is against her will because. The guy who comes in is just like, hey, your mom was turned to stone by your magic. Ah. You can either become a mage and learn, or become a witch and learn how to cure her, or I can wipe your memories. So I don't know how much of a choice that uh, was. Okay. Yeah. I don't, it just sounds like a little bit demeaning to call it Magical Girl, because I feel like this is probably one of the works that like really defines itself within its own sort of space yeah in a way it kind of feels more like harry potter if that's like a genre of its own right yeah yeah so it, yeah it's kind of like a harry potter manga yeah it's a harry potter manga just like the author isn't harry, like crazy harry potter manga yeah harry potter <laughs> <Purter, purter, purter. laughs> 
Yeah, so this is the next five minutes of us just saying words. Well, it's really important to also test these devices for when we like really fuck up words. Oh yeah, a lot of fuck that... <laughs> Great, 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 uh, great, yeah. great. Great audio, great audio. Producer is nodding. Yep, yep. In solidarity, gives Sweet. us a thumbs up. Perfect. Yeah, you want a chair, Josh? Just saying, like you don't have to be on your knees over there. Oh, you trying to quit chairs? Yeah, he's trying to quit chairs. Okay, you don't have to feel pressured to like kneel just because you're an Asian household. <laughs> yeah, and you can stop bowing to me every time. <laughs> <laughs> now we should probably cut his name because we've slandered him so much. <laughs> nope. Okay, great. What were we talking about? Uh, what oh, okay. tell you? So I'll give yeah. you a little bit about like... Well, I mean, we talked about it a bit we talked about in the, world the other episode. Yeah. So what do we want to bring from that? We can just talk about like one of the arcs that happened in the story and see oh, if okay, that cool. kind of fits in. Because yeah. we've already talked about how the magic system works and how cool it is. We talked a little bit about the world. You went on, on a long tangent. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, yep. just behind the scenes. We went on a long tangent about like the morals of like yes. magic and stuff. And I cut yes. the whole thing because that was like 10, 15 minutes I think, long. I think definitely that story is an allegory for the nuclear deterrence theory yep, by, by Kissinger. No yep. And that'll make no sense because it's already been cut and no one will ever hear it. Great. Oh, damn. Um, Kissinger. I'm just going to say Kissinger like every six minutes. I don't even know. He's the, he is the, he like fathered the nuclear deterrence theory, even though he, you know, like has no history in military or. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, the more you know. Kissinger. Kissinger. Yeah, keep saying that. <laughs> Great. Dog is kind of getting into the wires. It's really distracting. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. It's very cute. Hey, it's a lot, nice little add-on for our podcast. He's really throwing around a koala. He's got some great walk-ons, you know. It's like a nice little addition. It makes oh, the podcast nice, feel nice, more nice. real. Kind of like a Pee Wee's Playhouse sort of feel. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Except you can't see it. Okay. So, yeah. So it's just completely lost. All right. So back on topic <laughs> here. What I was thinking for this episode is we'll talk about because we're kind of working on the Magic Kingdom, and the party will probably be walking around there for this particular. Workshop. I mean, for most of the adventure, I would say they they're probably they'll probably be they'll probably be coming you know back. to and fro. It's like their central hub. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because um, that's where the Adventurers Guild is going to be as well. Exactly. So. I'm thinking that like we kind of established how the world works here. Like mages are trained in towers and they're hired by nobles. Right. Yeah, we got that from the playbook. Yeah, straight from the playbook. So in that sense, like let's make a adventure here inspired by Witch Hat Atelier. And one of the arcs that I found very interesting is just like the classic like the witches have to go through a test to move on to be the next level of witches. So kind of like a tune in exams. Exactly, like straight up a Naruto tune in exam. Okay, kind of gotcha, thing. gotcha. But then gotcha. things go wrong because they always go wrong. Okay. Orochimaru invades and pretends yes, to be somebody. Yes, yes, yes. Like a weird sort of genderless snake man shows up. Yeah, but instead of genderless snake man, they're genderless robots because we have robots in the world. Oh, okay. I thought you were explaining what happens in Witch Hat, and I was like really surprised for a second. But okay, yeah. No, in Witch Hat, what happens during the exam arc is uh, a gender. I don't want to say genderless. A fox mutant human. Okay. Um, who used uh, who used circle magic on himself invades the exam and tries to get the main character to essentially use circle magic on people so she would turn over to the wide brimmed hats. Oh, um, okay. For those who don't know what about witch hat, uh, there there's two sectors of witches in the group. The pointy hats, which are the people that are followed by the main character, were considered good in the world. Yep. And their focus is to hide the secrets of magic so people don't use it and cause another World War Three. Right, right. Like, we don't want to just give, like, any country nukes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you can't give every human Israel. being a Israel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> yes, oh, my really God. <laughs> and then there's the Wide Brim Hats, which is focused, they're like a secret organization that's focused on exposing magic to the world and giving it to everybody. Yep. And during the whole arc of Witch Hat, which I still recommend everyone read, 
the it's kind of like a fighting uh, a conflict of philosophies like should magic be hidden from the world to protect them or should be be given to every individual to be used even though it has a lot of danger in this particular arc they're trying to cause one of the characters to use that magic on somebody so yeah. i'm trying to see like how, maybe we can incorporate that into a one-shot adventure for our group maybe now that they know how to use circle magic or spirit magic in the world um there's like a there's like a moral conflict yeah i i think it, it plays in really well. I like the sort of dynamic of magic that is like corrupting and too powerful versus like everyday run of the mill magic, especially given the context of the world we've designed where it's, well, it's supposed to be kind of like a fantasy world that used to house human civilization but has been overrun by like the overwhelming force of nature. So I kind of like the idea that there is sort of like everything in this world kind of has like a magical nature to it and it can be too powerful or it can be you know it can be too weak it can be just right sort of like goldilocks magic so i like the way that we have developed like spirit magic where like there's the people who are more druidic in nature yes and they can kind of draw magic from the like as a partnership with the spirits right while there's also the dark robotnik style magic which exists in our world where they Indeed. essentially kill the spirits and like drain them of their magic kind of right. like a blood magic kind of thing so maybe this is kind of like the conflict they have to deal with. Maybe they can learn how to use blood magic from one of the wizards during the exam, and they have to decide, like, do they use this powerful source? Yeah, yeah, I think we have a good hook, which, so I guess we can kind of dive into... Well, what's the hook that you're thinking of right now, just so I'm on the same page? I mean, so from, so from what you're saying, the hook is basically going to be there is some kind of either person or faction that wants the main characters of the party to tap into a magic that is too powerful and then that will kind of like undo the political structure or like the balance of power in the kingdom yeah and specifically they're going to use a magical exam a tune-in exam to move forward gotcha okay so presumably you wouldn't really be able to shoehorn all of the characters into being like participants in the exam unless okay some kind of write a here's an or idea something. Okay, so they're at an adventurer's guild, right? What if they had a level up in the adventure guild? They're moving up in their hunter's level. Okay. Okay? Yep. So they have to go on an exam for that, but it's also overseen by the Magic Kingdom. Ah, okay. So they go into what is considered their exam dungeon that's below the Magic Kingdom that we all know. Perfect, yep. Because, like, if you think about the real Magic Kingdom in our world, there's actually tunnels underneath in Disneyland that people use to travel oh. throughout. So maybe that okay. could be... We can incorporate that some way into our world. Are there tunnels? Yeah, so... Like, that you drive through? Oh, right, just for walking under, yeah, yeah like, high traffic areas. And supposedly, like, when, like, guests are, like, super, like, rowdy and do something bad, they may be sent there's to a, the... a prison. There's a prison, yeah. Okay. There's, like, a dungeon under the Magic Kingdom where all the villains are. I don't know if it's actually a thing, but I heard it on TikTok, so it has to be true, right? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm scrolling through it right now. Yeah, I can, can confirm. Okay, yeah. He's, he's scrolling. He's scrolling hard. God, I, I need more dope on... <laughs> yeah, no, no, that tracks. And I love that there's like that classic JRPG thing of just like, okay, now the time has come for you to prove yourself in this rite of passage. Please use this conveniently located dungeon directly below the guild. Yes, exactly, right? Yeah. So we kind of have the starting point. They're, the adventure they're going on in this one shot is that they're essentially trying to up their guild level while progressing to this dungeon and finding a MacGuffin item maybe at the end. Maybe it's like a specific guild crest. Um, but obviously something goes wrong, right? Uh, either, I don't think Robotnik should be the enemy. Yeah, I don't think it would be probably more convenient to just make it contained within the kingdom itself. 
So you don't necessarily have to bring in like the big bad if you like you know aren't ready to play with it or you don't feel like it fits. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe we can bring in like a new villain from the specific Magic Kingdom. Now there's yeah. like because we kind of talked about how like there's like this high noble structure and they're kind of looking to conquer the world, but also like there's a little bit more pushback because the Adventurers Guild is there and they're also pretty strong. So maybe there's right. like, some political turmoil there. Yeah, yeah. I think you can kind of mirror the whole like structure versus chaos with like the kingdom really wanting to kind of subjugate the world around them while the adventurers guild is kind of more like let things be free and then there's probably like a sort of struggle there so i can imagine it would make sense for like some kind of high-ranking official to want to like sabotage mm. the guild from the inside or something like that i'm feeling it should be someone from like the wizard tower or like the magic towers that exist within the magic kingdom like a okay. high-ranking magician who's mm looking to kind of delve into like more powerful magic and in doing so he's kind of like trying to get the adventures guild out of the way and maybe mm. if he can cause a scandal with one of their exams he can like gain more political power in that way so maybe that's his goal we'll call him like let's give him a name um all right wizard names him? wizard names yeah I, I think a good wizard name is josh let's go with josh okay yeah yeah, yeah that's a pretty magical name yeah josh green road i think that's perfect green road yeah Okay, Perfect. great. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds far removed enough from any real person's to yeah, be okay. believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, um, cool. So his name is Josh Greenroad. Mm -hmm. He's a powerful wizard. Great. Uh, his, he sends some of his minions in there, maybe a few assassins, to kind of cause havoc and ruin the exam. So maybe sure, you sure. create some conflicts within the exam, right? Like, like, let's work on some puzzles or encounters that they would deal with. In okay. Well, okay, so you, we would imagine that they would want to, or I mean, they they would be facing some kind of obstacles already, just mm -hmm. you know, like without interference, mm -hmm. just in the dungeon itself. Mm -hmm. um, and since it is like a test, I assume it's kind of curated, mm -hmm. so it won't just be like a dungeon. It'll probably be more like go into this room, and then maybe there's a fight that tests your test your might. Yeah, and one tests your might, and one tests your wit or whatever, and yeah. one tests your you know courage. Let's think of games that we've played that has that kind of like rank up system. Like, I know you play a lot of Monster Hunter and Blue Protocol. How do you, like, yep. up, like, your monster ranking or whatnot? Uh, in Monster Hunter, they always just go, like, hey, here's a particularly powerful monster, and if you hunt him, the guild will be really thankful, and because it's really urgent, and they're ah, called yeah. urgent quests. Urgent, okay. Yeah, so it's always just some kind of, like, hey, here's something that really needs to be done, mm -hmm. and if you do it, then we'll, you know, you, do you some favors. Okay. So I think, like, for the Tester Might one, we can do the Monster Hunter thing, where it's like, you have to fight a big, bad monster. Um, yeah, okay. I wonder what, what, what's something fitting that we could stick in a dungeon down there. Um, I wonder if this should be a sort of, like, this world's version of, like, a VR thing, where it's just, like, have you ever played Crisis Core? No, what's Crisis Core? The Final Fantasy VII oh, that, prequel. Yes, yeah, where they're kind of just, like, like, in the intro, it's, like, Zack, like, jumps onto a train and, like, finds mm -hmm. a bunch of soldiers. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like, he sees Sephiroth, and then it turns out that it's all, like, a... Sephiroth? Yeah. And yeah. that it's all VR. Yeah. Everything's, everything's fake. It's just, like, yeah. it's just, like, a danger room from... Right, it's, like, training room. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Like a danger room kind of thing. Okay. So I imagine it would kind of just be, like, you go in there, and then nothing really makes sense, and just, like, very out-of-place monsters appear out of nowhere, and then oh. you just kind of have to fight that. So just your typical, like, Manticore or something. That's yeah, a dungeon Manticore. monster. Yeah, it's a dungeon monster. Like, Manticore named... Give it a name. Mandy. Mandy, okay. Yeah, Mandy, Mandy the Manticore. Manticore. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. First encounter. Easy enough. Can't imagine he'll be super talkative, though. I mean... He has three heads. Manticores have three heads? Aren't they the one with the lion, the goat, and the snake? Oh, yes. 
and they all talk. Okay, so they all need names. Okay, okay. So we have Mandy the Manticore. That's them as a as like a group. But then they individually right. also need one. So we have Lydia the Lion. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, uh, uh, S names. Show me your S4. I don't know why I'm thinking about that right now. <laughs> oh, S4 League? Yeah. That's crazy. What a tangent to go on. <laughs> Are you going to take it there? No, I, I legitimately can't think of any S names. Who starts with an S? In their Sylvester, name. Sylvester. Oh, Samantha. Sully, maybe? Yeah, Sully. I like Sully. Sully the Snake. Sully the Snake, yeah. He's sullied. Um, yeah, maybe yeah, he has like yeah. some like poison related. Well, I mean, effects. he is like it's like the tail, so. Oh yeah, he's, so he's, he's like, constantly getting some... solid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and then yeah. we need something for G. So, uh, Gunther. There you go. Gunther, Gunther the Gunther, Interesting. Yeah, I'm actually pretty sure that's the penguin from Adventure Time, but whatever. Yeah, okay, I, okay. I actually see it on a water bottle near me, but um, nice. I'm in the living room, so whatever. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize we were like relying on visual aids for this. So yeah. I I feel like I should get another go at. The okay, S try one more time. Go ahead. Okay. Um. Uh. Scrunchy. Scrunchy? Okay, Scrunchy the Snake. All right. So we got Scrunchy the Snake, Lydia the Lion, uh, Mandy the Manticore as a whole, and right. then Gunther the Goat. So okay, we, great. We're all set. Yeah. I think moving <laughs> moving to the living room has really helped our creative process, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. What? So now that we've named the Manticore, what, is that, what does that do for us? It gives it uh, a purpose, you know? Now it has a personality. It has names. Should this be like a, a weird like combat quiz show? Oh my god, it's like a game show. Yeah. Like they walk downstairs and it's like, hey, welcome to Family <laughs> right. Feud. Mandy's Mansion. Yes. And it turns into a mansion. Oh, okay. But then you have to fight him. Okay. You have to fight. Maybe each one represents like a different test. Like the lion represents like strength. Oh, wow. You know, I said this as a bit, but I love that. You do? Okay, cool. I love it too. So they come into the danger room and they see the manticore first, okay? And the manticore has three voices that talk all at the same time, so you have to figure that out as a game master. Wait, wait, okay. Okay, I got it. So um, the guild tells you to go in, and they're like, here's your test. Mm -hmm. There is sort of like a manticore here, but we've trapped its three bodies in separate, like, you know, holding crystals or whatever. Oh, okay, maybe like statue pieces or something. Yeah, and they're like, okay, you need to go and... Reassemble it? Yeah, and then during... So, like... You have three tests where you, you have to like breach the three crystals and then you're like each, you know, uh, what are their names? Scrunchy, <laughs> Gunther, and Lydia. Lydia. Oh, that was mine. Guide you through their little tests. Mm -hmm. And then once you get all three, you recombine them. And then that's where the sabotage happens. Oh, okay, yeah. And so maybe they like, you know, unleash something much greater than the guild was anticipating. And then, you know, that kind of kicks off. Yeah, instead of Mandy the Manticore, it's... Many. Many more. Many more? Man Mandy many the, the many Evermore? More. Man Manny? Man yeah, this is great audio, man. An Anemone. <laughs> yeah. Um, With bits like these, who needs an enemy? It's Maybe it's just like a monstrosity, like a homunculus thing that they, yeah, that they yeah, created. Yeah. I, I, I would say... It, would, would this be like a conflict that the party would be solving solo, or is this kind of like a, it kicks off like a greater political well, I think kind of thing? It's like it starts, it kicks off the greater political thing, but they have to solve the conflict. Like they're trapped in the danger room still, right? Right. They're in this right. VR reality, and they're like, we can't get out. And they're like, we can't fix it. Oh no, you gotta defeat that thing uh, to get out. Okay, okay. Like that's the thing. Oh, right, because it would, I guess it would techni technically be kind of controlled. So it, it would just be a matter of like, as long as you can suppress it, then we can yeah. figure out how to work with yeah, like, We can the, fix the, the magical is. circles that yeah. are trapping you, or the magical runes that have 
affecting right, this right. or something. Just whatever the magic stand-in is for just coding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah just magic. Coding is just like magic, right? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as far as we us not understanding it goes, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely like magic. It's our version of soft magic. <laughs> right, right. Our flaccid magic is It's coding. like magic in the sense that, like, if you looked up a YouTube video about it, you could have someone explain it to you, but otherwise it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Fair. Yeah. So magic is like coding. Yeah, magic is like coding. Here, here first. Put that on a t-shirt. Right. Bumper sticker. Bumper sticker. You know, I kind of, I do like the, the concept that maybe magic is a little bit like scripting in this world yeah where I it's think, kind of like you're writing stuff that you need to happen into existence yeah there's like i mean we're kind of like trying to add in the circle magic thing that was kind of a homebrew rule we're working on for kenneth but like honestly we would have something similar yeah it could be like coding or um and like certain codes kind of break down uh spirits in certain ways or it's like a way of communicating with the spirits to give them to like give you right. power so it's like you're kind of talking to an ai but then you can also kill the AI and take everything from them, like Bioshock. Ah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I guess everything is really just spirit-based. Mm -hmm. Though, I mean, you would assume that there is some kind of like source of magic power. A source code, maybe? Oh, wow, machine language. Ah. Crazy. I know words. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy who works at Amazon. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> he teaches me things. Um, Okay. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, so, I know we can probably touch on that later if we're interested. Yeah, so we have this kind of grand arc for this one-shot adventure where yeah. they, they're going to do an exam, and then the way it ends is they assemble these three pieces, and it creates like a monstrosity that's been affected by this evil high wizard, and when you kill it, you'll find out like it's left like some kind of calling card, like a source code or like a weird talisman ah, right. that you leads you to yeah. him. Like, you can see what, what the tampering was. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And it's like, ah, this was the guy with the tower, and then... At the end, the Adventurer's Guild leader would be like, oh, this is his uh, signature spell uh, creation. Right, right, um, right. But we can't just call him out on it because he's a very powerful thing. Now we need you to go in and investigate this guy, and maybe it leads to a magical tower adventure. Or something. Yeah, yeah. So I think let's first uh, decide on like the sort of narrative reasons for every player in this, and then we can go back and fill in the sort of like nitty-gritty of what you're actually going to encounter. Because I think they're kind of like different yeah. mental spaces. What about a classic like Monster Hunter or like MapleStory-esque thing where it's like, oh, if you can go up in like Adventure Guild ranking, you can explore other parts of the world. Like right now you don't have the authority oh. to move out. So right now you can only explore like this foresty region where the spirit people are. And then also like this like area with like this island with zombies for some reason. Right, And then right, once you right. level up, now we can explore that water kingdom where Richard's character is from. Yeah, okay. It's funny exploring this through the lens of a DM because you realize that like a lot of the sort of random bullshit reasons that they gave you in JRPGs for like not being able to go to places yeah. are like, oh, okay. I guess if you just like put a wall there, then it would be way more stupid yeah. than being like, you're not ready yet. Mm -hmm. So actually like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's funny because when you're in the shoes of the guy designing it, you're like, yeah, okay. There really is no better way to do that. Yeah. Without making it feel just super Deus Ex Machina y. Yeah, I mean, you can also just like not have that. I just I did it just because I think it feels very JRPG in a way. Yeah, I I think it fits really well into the sort of feeling of the world because it's like, yeah, we really don't know anything about it. We're just kind of like humans here and we kind of like rule this territory, but everything else is like really wild nature and it's it's too dangerous for you to really go out exactly so that's probably like their motivation for them because we're assuming that they've already met like richard's fish character 
or right. there's at least they, they want to like explore more of the world and this is kind of like oh it's like slightly railroading but in a way of like not, it's like not as like it gives forced. a clear objective exactly and then yeah and you can kind of have different motivations for whatever you're trying to do personally plus, plus it gives them kind of like a goal in this one shot where like by doing this now you can you get something out of it. you can explore more you get right, more story right. yeah. and you also get a new villain to deal with too which may or may not be a good thing yeah okay yeah it'll be interesting let's let's figure out what is going on with all the players here and then i mean you know players in this scenario we've created not the actual yeah. player characters but the npcs mm -hmm. and see where that lands so which players are you thinking about right now? But, well, I mean, because right now all we really have is the, the evil wizard guy. Yeah, evil wizard uh, Walt. No, we named him Josh Oh, right, Green Josh. Road yeah, Josh Greenroad, right. You're yeah. right. Thank you for that. Yep. Good memory. So Josh Greenroad, uh, his motivation is he's probably just looking to assert power and do more dangerous magical experiments and also probably trying to go on to godhood, unless you can think of like a, maybe a better motivation. I know off mic a while back, you mentioned liking the concept of the Magic Kingdom also sort of imposing what kinds of magic people are allowed to learn. Oh, yes. And kind of like assigning them schools of magic to follow and then mm. like supposedly, you know, giving them positions afterwards to be, you know, specific like caretakers or oh, military. Oh, right. Yeah, that came from Owl House. So I was right. like, I really liked the way the magic world worked there because like the villain there was a tyrannical, he was a human from our world that was trying to eradicate all witches. Ah, uh, okay. And he created like this like pseudo government where each witch could only learn specific types of magics and it creates, it puts a stamp on them. And then he would use that stamp to try to kill them later on. Oh, yeah. okay. But we can also turn that into our world where, like, he wants them to be assigned to a specific magic field. And also, like, we can conclude all of that. And then at the end, his goal is to, like, gain, like, lichdom by absorbing everyone's magical powers or something. Oh. If we want to go that route. Or there could be a different direction here if you're feeling... Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it, it sounds like his motivation is, at the end of the day, going to be some kind of, like, I want to do something really dangerous. But the question is, like, what would be keeping him in check, right? Like, what would he need to do to the guild? Because supposedly he's already pretty powerful. So he must already have authority of his own. Yes. So there, the question is, like, is it the guild that kind of imposes a sort of, like, your, like, these kinds of rights are just forbidden? Well, it's also kingdom, right? So maybe there's also, like, a king, like, an oligarchy, not uh, What's the king? A monarchy. A monarchy that's also in place. Yeah, so okay. he probably controls, like, the magical school, but he doesn't control the monarchy and, like, the actual soldiers. And right. wizards are squishy, so he could still get stabbed. I, I like the angle that it's, like, there is a sort of like government magic agency mm. that like the you know royalty i guess oversees but they are really close with the adventurers guild mm. because the adventurers guild has like been outside of the kingdom kind mm. of like breaches and they know more about like the dangers of magic and sort of like its limits okay so let's take stock here really quick so we have a magic kingdom where it has three factions we have the monarchy which is like the royalty and they have the soldiers and the army that protects the main kingdom yeah with maybe goals of expanding out or grabbing territory we have the adventurers guild whose focus is on exploring outside they're kind of like the scouts mm -hmm. of the magic kingdom but they're kind of they're contractors they don't actually have true loyalty they kind of they their yeah. loyalty is kind of more to themselves right right and then we have the magic towers or the magic school whose focus is on 
learning magic, and they work hand in hand with the kingdom, but they're not exactly like also buddy buddy because there's also that power struggle. So like there's this three powers within the kingdom, with I guess this king quote unquote being the top dog. But both of the other two still have heavy influences on him. Right, right, right. Yeah. With one of the characters being like the adventurer's guild leader, which it's it's kind of like, it makes me think of like fairy tale and like Markova or right. whatever his name is. I kind of like the idea of him just being like the previous stories hero. Oh, okay. And then he's kind of just like this legendary guy, some kind of just you know like um, vaguely legendary sort of existence. Just like a lolly character. <laughs> okay. I just I like I always love the idea of like the le- last hero being this really like short chill dude. Right, right, right. And yeah, it's always kind of like, chick, oh, yeah. I had to seal away whatever. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. true magic, and then when he unleashes it, he turns into like a magically right, powerful right. form. Yeah. Haven't seen that trope in a while. Oh yeah, maybe we'll like bring it. it back. Yeah, okay. We're the ones who's bringing it back. And his name is. Just Dexter. Give him like a, oh, Dexter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. No, I feel like Dexter is too murderous. Oh well, I was thinking lab. Also very murderous. Yeah. Oh, he kills people in that show? Yeah. Okay, crazy, crazy. I swear he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On no. accident. Yeah, yeah. Constantly. I think the body count is on the wiki. Yeah, yeah. There's some there somewhere. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what, what would be a fun character name? I, for some reason, okay, so since we've talked about coding, I keep thinking of Digimon. Sure. And, like, spirit evolution and stuff. Sure, so maybe sure. that's his power. He can create barcodes on his hand, and it causes him to, like, <laughs> evolve into, like, a spirit fusion. I don't know. That sounds like a, such a cool thing to integrate at some point in the oh, game. Oh, okay. I it, it's funny because based on what we're talking about, it really Digimon Frontier. That's the name. I'm sorry. Go gotcha. On. We we really are kind of arriving at this sort of like coding or like scripting powers mm-hmm. sort of aesthetic. Yeah. Which I think would be cool to follow. But it's also not very naturistic in any way. But also it's, very yeah. naturistic. But I mean, it creates that contrast, I guess, mm-hmm. where it's kind of like humans are trying to control nature in this very like kind of uh, tyrannical way. Yeah. Where it's like super structured and super like uh, analytical. Yeah, it's like the idea of like the world being like a code is like freeing in a way because it can be understood by anyone. But at the same right. time, it's also like he- humans are trying to grasp at it to like gain authority over it as well. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Sort of control the wild. Yeah. So uh, do you think we still need to like work on this kingdom and their like different hierarchy and political standpoints? Or do you want to jump back into the one shot design as far as where we want to place like the goat head and the snake. And yeah, the yeah. Let's let's go and fill out this dungeon. Yeah, let's fill out this. Dungeon. Let's flesh out the dungeon. Okay, they gotta get each piece somehow. So I'm assuming the lion is a fight. It's like like we we of course we have the end boss fight, which is this weird homunculus mutant uh, manticore that we discovered. Right, right. But right. the lion should be something like a test of strength in a way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would what's like a lion thing in like media or like mythology? Didn't people used to like fight lions in arenas? Yeah, like Wasn't the Roman Col- Colosseum. Yeah, was that a real thing or was that a myth? I think that's real. I think people fought lions. Fight lions. Yeah. I don't know. I saw it on TV. It's gotta be real, right? Logistics of it seem difficult to just like have lions on hand all the time. Yeah, I wonder where they'd be like shipping them in from. Like Amazon. Yeah, this at I don't the time. think. Yeah, and I don't think like lions are really native to Italy. Maybe there were Italy lions, but they got all axed off by the Romans. Oh, so maybe that's why we lost them They all. fought them to extinction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That really tracks. Okay. That really tracks. <laughs> I mean, it could be a lion in the dungeon, but it could be... I'm trying to think of what would be a fun monster that they could fight that, you know, we don't see very often, but would be, like, aesthetically fitting for this world. You know, I was actually thinking about this. How do we want the sort of, like, aesthetics of the world to be? Because I think there's a really powerful way to 
introduce a world in like tabletop where mm -hmm. you can kind of just be like, you enter the city, you see a merchant, his wagon is being pulled by a big lizard, and you're just like, cool, this world doesn't have horses, it has big lizards, mm -hmm. and it's just like, boom, that is like really powerful imagery already. Yeah, desert landscapes, yeah. Yeah, like, so do we want it to be pretty run-of-the-mill fantasy, or do we want it to be like really strange and like otherworldly? I, I personally really like the run-of-the-mill. I love the idea of slimes and like oh, frogs sure, sure, sure. and like the roper enemies and but stuff. But I, I feel like typical JRPG fantasy, which would have like your slimes and such, mm -hmm. are is also more likely to be like, oh, it's not a horse. It's like a weird wolf dog horse. Oh, yeah. Right? So every animal is two animals fused together like an avatar, the last airbender. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That is really true. That is that is really true. I mean, I guess that it kind of is how you do fantasy, right? Yes. You just kind of like how, find something adjacent between two things that exist to find something hopefully new. Okay. Uh, what's a cute animal that you can think of? Ma, I'm looking at a Mudkip sticker, and all I can think of is Wooper, the Pokemon. And then, producer, what's a scary animal you can think of? Okay, so oh, it's a giant tarantula. I don't like what you're doing with here. The how dare you? <laughs> all right. Is this sort of like a um, what's that one? Was it like Perseus, where like a really famous actor is like a scorpion man? Yeah. Is it The Rock? Yeah, The Rock. Yeah, he was. That was in a. Oh, that was in a. What's that zombie movie? Uh, Mummy. Yeah, Scorpion King. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. So is it kind of like that situation where it's just like a whooper? Yes. Torso on a a spider's abdomen. Yeah. So it's a swimming spider. So like you're fighting in like this like kind of aquatic area. Oh okay. Yeah. Or maybe like a sewer area, so it's like this weird fusion okay, monster, grosser, and he grosser. uses like mud to kind of move through. And the combat ah. like theme is that he can kind of like slow down your characters, both doing a lot of poison s like status yeah, effects. Yeah, okay, okay. And yeah, I'm into this. He probably has like more of turn orders because of his multiple arms. Ah, right. Okay, just mechanically. So should it should it be a straight up fight, or do you want it to be more kind of like uh, testy? You know what I mean? Like you have to get through this objective well i think this yourself. one because it's like a strength one it should be a straight up fight okay okay and then for the more like maybe the goat i think goat thinks like that's wit right that's goat is, goat is really, wouldn't snake be more like wit because they're like really deceptive it makes me think of stealth but i can i can go with i can go with oh that. okay what would a goat really embody uh a, a satan right a faith will uh, um climbing agility oh, they can climb maybe. mountains right should we just make it really stupid and say he's like the goat of something? Oh yes, I love that. Like it's just Kanye. <laughs> and he's like, I'm the goat. Okay, how do we turn that into a, a, a test though for them? I don't know why, like goats seem so musically adjacent to me. Okay. Maybe because they like yell. It's like a creative form. It's like an art, art thing. Okay. I think there's like a reason to test like a person's creative abilities in like an exam for adventuring because you have to hmm. think on the fly and improvise and you never know what you got to work with. Yeah, maybe it should be a sort of like... Um, maybe it should just be a rap battle. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was straight up thinking like maybe it should just be a sort of creative like fill up the clock and do a performance for him. And then if you're able to fill the clock or, you know, whenever you're able to fill the clock, mm. you, you win. And then I guess the way to add stakes in Fabula Ultima would just kind of be to take damage. Yeah. If you fail, you can take damage, get hit by status effects, and then um, if you fail too often, then he makes one of you specifically do a full rap, like that you've written. Sure. That, that's maybe that's the actual failure. The DM, the game master, will write a rap uh -huh. for one of the players who fail, and the only way you can succeed in getting the statue is by performing the rap live to the rest of the table. 
I, wait, okay. I think what it should be is just you have to freestyle a verse. Oh, and then okay. if it's good, then you fill up sections of the clock. Or maybe, you know, like you roll with more dice or something like that. I, However mechanic you want to make it. I do love that a lot. Yeah, personally. So, I, I think that's what we're going to do here. You so let's just to... make this the, the, what is it? The trial of a freestyle. Trial of goat. Yeah. Freestyle trial. Yeah, freestyle trial. Yeah. So you have four wedges. You have to freestyle four verses and outdo the goat himself. Um, <laughs> Gunther West, yeah. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, there we're, we we're go. set. Okay, cool. We got the second trial. Great. All right, third one. This is Snake. Okay, so this is like, I think Deception. I think Slytherin. Yeah, I we should. I mean, this should definitely just be some Metal Gear Solid shit. Oh yeah, it's a lot of sneaking around. Okay. Because it's like Snake. You know the um, they're remaking Snake Eater. Really? That's gonna be crazy. I wonder how, what they're gonna do. Like, how, like, are they just upping the graphics? No, or? it's like a full remake. So it's just gonna be like a 3D open world like survival game. Oh, like uh, what is it? Like Phantom Pain or whatever? Yeah, probably. Yeah, they're probably using like the same engine and stuff. That'd be sick. Yeah. Okay. So then we're gonna have to involve Snake Eater in this somehow. It you could be like a, a weird snake. survival thing. Yeah. You like, have to eat a snake. You have to eat a snake. <laughs> Make a con save. Eat a snake. It's like, like a what is that show like Fear Factor? Oh yeah, yeah. That also had Joe Rogan on it. That was Joe Rogan? Yeah, well, there's like two different hosts, but Joe Rogan was a host of Fear Factor. Whoa, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. That is my era of Fear Factor. I don't think us talking about Joe Rogan made it onto the recording, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's topical. It is topical. So maybe it's like a fear challenge, because it's a snake. And he just has to eat a snake? Yeah, yeah, like you just cook a snake in front of your players and feed it to them. Yeah, Good yeah. Good luck getting that meat. It would, I mean, it would just be a different save slash check right stat check i think it'd be a stat check but i think it would be more fun to have like the players navigate through it from like a role play perspective right and kind of like try and get i mean i kind of see it i see this as a sort of like call of cthulhu -y sort of like try and angle your way in to use a stat that you're good at yeah so my thought is that like the snake quest will be first and like it'll damage you or affect you by like your status effect and then you'll do the goat one, which also has the same effect. And the very last one will be the lion. And that one will be a fight. And it'll be like, oh, you, how well you did on those two? Well, you'll be going into that last fight with different amounts of resources. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Maybe we should just do the sort of bait and switch thing where you, like, the lion is the last trial. And it's like, okay, it's time to test your courage in a fight against the lion. And then saying yes is the test. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay. That was the test. You passed. <laughs> and then he gives you the crystal, and then you have to do the actual fight. Oh, so you don't want that mud kid tarantula, or that's the Oh, we did. Fight? I mean, that should. I, that sounds so monstrous that it should be the, the homunculus, because that is, that is truly, that is truly a, just a... That's just nightmare fuel. Okay. Um, let's spend a little time designing this monster. Like, I kind of threw out some random stuff, but, like, what yep. kind of fun effects do you think, like, a mud kid tarantula would have? Oh, man. I really wish I knew more about, like, monster abilities already well the base rule for like fabula ultima for all those listening is that usually monster abilities either do damage cause status effects or can like essentially like move turn orders or like affect like people's turn orders a little bit but mainly it's right. status effects and damage it's just like that's the main what it does yeah i think the the big dynamic would be like knowing that he can only use a really powerful move a certain number of times because mm -hmm. of the mp yeah. And I think getting that information through the, like, whatever the knowledge skill is, the, like, investigate check, mm -hmm. would give you that information. Can Mudkid use Hyper Beam? Uh, I mean, he might as well. It's also Wooper. Oh, Wooper, right. Wooper. Yeah. Right. I, should we, I mean, should we just make this a Pokemon thing? What are some cool Pokemon water moves? Hydro Pump. Hydro Pump. That's mm -hmm. a classic. I know that one. Yeah, Water Gun. Water Gun. Withdrawal. That's more Squirtle-specific, I would say. Oh, right, that is. Oh, man, what, do, what does Wooper use? He has Body Slam. 
Well, Uber has body slam. Yeah, he has body confirmed? slam. Confirmed. Yeah, and that okay. can that can cause you to flinch. So I think that could be a fun technique to use. Like, it's like yeah. you can body slam a character and cause them to like miss, like delay their turn. You know. Right, right, right. I Which would actually assume... would be really busted, maybe. Yeah, I, there must be some kind of status effect that would that would work with it. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think it would be interesting to have a couple of like telegraphed moves, like you know, telegraphed mm -hmm. moves, where you can kind of uh, anticipate it in advance and maybe like defend someone who looks like he's being targeted or you know something like that yeah it's like oh this uh whooper rantula is steaming <laughs> okay it looks like it's building up a powerful attack right right, like, right. you'll just give that tag and yeah, then, like, that's yeah, all it yeah. does and it's like it takes like maybe three turns to execute and if you don't do a certain amount of damage he'll do yep. the move so maybe he does like maybe if you do like a third of its maybe a, third, a fourth of its health in right. one like go mm. with four characters then it'll do the suit move that does like maybe like an AOE attack. Yeah, okay, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, because I'm just like, because it essentially functions like Octopath Traveler or any other yeah, exactly. game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, okay, it's like it's either affecting a status effect that affects your dice rolls, or it's gonna be like it does damage over the time, or it does an AOE damage kind of thing. So those are kind of yeah. the effects you have. So yeah, I think so. It would be like pretty straightforward to just sort of have like an AOE body slam. Uh -huh. That is just kind of like, he's just that fat. He's like, yeah, I mean, it's gotta be like a big dude, right? Like yeah. a giant tarantula guy. Yeah, yeah, whooper tarantula. Yeah, yeah, that'd be huge. So he kind of just slams his spider butt on you, so that'll affect the whole party, or I don't know, be like whatever the AOE range would be. Maybe yeah, like he's gotta have string shot then, right? Gotta have string shot. Slow him down. String shot. Yeah, hits him with that slowed status effect. Sure, 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 sure. And then maybe just finish it off with like some kind of stealth slash dig ability. Mm. Oh, so it, like just like it disappears and it something like a, like a camouflage or something, yeah. Oh, okay. Or like a burrow. Yeah, you have to make a like perception or whatever the equivalent of perception, like insight, I think. Or right, right, right. Yeah. For Fabula Ultima, yeah. Okay, I like that. Before you can make the attack. Okay. I like yeah, that. yeah, or yeah, or he'll like you know get bonus damage on his next move against you or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we have some ideas here for the enemy here. Obviously, you'll paper that or adjust that for your party. Um, and then afterwards, they kill the monster, and they find, like, an insignia. Maybe the monster itself is the insignia. Like, the whooper is, like, this guy's go-to thing. Like, all his monsters are whooper-themed. Uh -huh. Oh, that would actually be kind of interesting. Yeah, like, it's his familiar or something like that? Or, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, because it, it would kind of imply that he has ties to the sort of, like, water area. Maybe he does. So yeah, maybe that's like a thread that we can explore. Yeah, maybe he has some connections to the old, uh, the old guard of the water area that we talked about previously. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I guess it. Well, actually, it would be kind of interesting because uh, this could be a sort of branching off point where it's like, by ranking up in the guild, it's like, oh, you can go out and explore this area that mm -hmm. we know is like an ancestral home to this ancient race of what are essentially Zorans, but that's yeah. trademarked or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so give it another name right now. Uh, uh, land. <laughs> Shit. Shit. No, no, but land, land as in Lantis. Oh, okay. Land, land, Landians. Landians. Right, but as in like Atlanteans. Oh, Landians. But it's just short, so okay. Landians. Landians, I love it actually. <laughs> Topical. Landians. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so we have Landians as the new race that exists in this world. Right, and it could kind of be a thing of like, he acquired some kind of like 
animal or spirits from there and then brought them back for research and then wants to use that to kind of... Maybe he's a poacher too in some way? Yeah, 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 okay. right? Because I mean, like I assume everybody who wants to use spirits is like basically a poacher in a way. What if he's captured one of the Landians, like one of like the uh, like one of the more powerful Landians oh. and has been like siphoning them for spirit energy. So he's like learning that you can pull essentially like blood magic from creatures, like human beings. And then he's like, oh, if I can tap into Landians, what else can I tap in? And he's just kind of like kidnapping people and just like siphoning out their life force to use as powers. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just worry that like the scope of that, like is this going to end with, with a confrontation with him? I think at some point, like like maybe that'll be the quest line. Like you either, it's either a confrontation like where your character fights him in like a big like Knights of the Old Republic final showdown yeah. kind of thing where he has like a bunch of like tubes with people in it and he's just sucking their life force while you fight. Right, right. Or it will be like a political standoff where like the kingdom exposes him and then maybe like another member of the Mage Guild is working with you to, or the Mage Tower is working with you to shut right, him down. Right, right, right. Because, oh, it could even be a thing where it's like in his thirst for power, he kind of unexpectedly allies with one of the other like beast race factions who yeah. are like, Okay, we'll team up with humans because you seem to know what's going on, mm -hmm. and we're kind of on our last legs here, which is kind of like our background for the Landians. Exactly. Um, and then mark. it's like, okay, cool. So we'll work with you here to kind of like wipe out this new political opposition to our like old folks circle, mm -hmm. uh, like political power. Yeah. But they don't know is that he's actually kidnapping some of the Landians too to use for his uh, perverse experiments. Right, 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 right. And then. Yeah, so then you like find out about that, and then it's like, oh, you go to confront him, but he's fled. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, cool. Now we'll follow this story thread elsewhere. Yeah. Or but as of right now, that. at the end of this exam, he's still in charge of the Mage Tower, and you haven't been able to expose him. And maybe that's the next quest line that they have to right. deal with, yeah. if they so choose. Maybe that's the next one-shot we make. We'll see. Yeah, because I imagine like it, it would be a good story, definitely, to have the confrontation, but it definitely feels like a much longer burn. Like He's definitely going to be like a major villain. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely up there with Robotnik. Yeah, for sure. which is cool because like if we kind of have our two disc JRPG yes. scenario, it's like the first scenario is like exploring the dynamic of being in like a super unforgiving world, but then mm -hmm. realizing that like maybe the real monster is man. Yes. But just like a little less ironically. Yeah. And then disc two is robots. Well, yeah, it would be would be confronting the sort of like threat of technology, which is probably what we're dealing with in season 2 of or in the next season of this. Ah, probably. that works yeah. out really well. Yeah. So we're completing disc 1 here, so I guess at some point we're going to have to work on killing that motherfucker, yep. Mr. uh Josh Greenroad. Yes, correct. Um, yeah. Immortalizing our world. Let's list off other NPCs we've named in this session. Uh we have Lydia the Lion. Yep. We have Gunther the Goat. Yep. We have Scrunchy Gunther West. Yeah, Gunther West the Goat specifically. Yep. He's the only one with the last name. He's not like the goat. He's the goat. He's the goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, oh that's man, the goat. it would be so fucking funny if you were like, yes, it's a manticore. It has the head of a lion, the head of a goat, and the head of a snake. But it's like it's not a goat. It's like I'm the goat, <laughs> and it's just like literally Kanye. <laughs> oh my god, I would love that. If you have a good Kanye impersonation, please use this. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had that, and then we have the guildmaster. Which did we name him Dexter? I think we named him Dexter for now. He's a placeholder. Yeah. I just wanted some small characters. I would love if it was like short for some crazy like old fantasy name, like Dexter Omnius or something like Dexter that. Dexter Omnius? Yeah. yeah. The guy who survived the Coliseum before the lions. Oh, moved. shit. <laughs> he killed the last lion. He killed the last wow. lion. Wow. And now he kind of lives to repay his debt to nature. Mm -hmm. I like that, actually. Maybe that is his like, his, <laughs> his, his return to the world. 
Yeah, he's got a dark past. That, he that just yeah, killed. like a no. That yeah, I mean, has a big no right it's, there. It's crazy. I, it's, it's funny, but it would be crazy to just meet a character where it was just like, yeah, I extincted lions. <laughs> it was fucked up, and I'm apologizing for it. Yeah, by trying to like preserve the world and do better. Yeah, like I realized I was wrong. It, in hindsight, kind of crazy to just kill lions all the time for fun. Yeah. Is this Adventure Guild just PETA? Is that what you are? Are you just part of PETA? Maybe. I mean, it really does have that vibe, right? Because it's right. like, no, we know about the nature of this world, mm -hmm. and we, we're trying to stop humans from endangering themselves, endangering the world. Yeah, maybe you can give them a side quest where you like go and help them find the last lion egg. Because that's how lions are born. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it seems like a fun direction where, like, obviously, like, we're building, like, a campaign, but we're doing it one shot by one shot. Right. But there's, like, each time we build a one shot, there's, like, clearly branching storylines that can happen. Yes, and yes. And fun little side quests for each of the new characters. We you add. definitely got to be able to play the Dexter side story. Yeah. Yeah, Dexter Omnius. Yeah, to relive his Colosseum days. That's yeah. That's where he reveals that his real name is Dexter Omnius. Yeah, maybe that's what he does with the VR room. That's why he has it in the basement of the intro He goes and relives his like his worst moment, so he can always remember it. Oh, okay. No. I, thought, I thought it was like a guilty pleasure. He's like, God, I just missed the thrill of the hunt. <laughs> no, like maybe he play like maybe it's like a side mission. This is like me going really off the tangent here, but he has a side mission where like you discover that he goes into the VR room and trains on his own. But he trains as the lion, as a person being hunted by himself, and he's trying to like live through that. Wait, wait, he's he's okay. Yeah. So he's playing as a lion. Yeah. He, that's really interesting. Yeah, he's he's essentially like a furry in that scenario. I guess. That's crazy. But that's his goal crazy. is like he's like, oh, I want to repay the debt, and like I'm trying to never forget what I've done to all of this this species. Ah. You know. Truly insane. Yeah. Truly insane. Yeah. But then, it would yeah, that's powerful character work. Yeah, and maybe if you. Maybe like as like, I'm I'm just thinking because I've been playing uh, a lot of Baldur's Gate recently. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you deal with the mage, uh, Mr. Josh Greenroad and his evil plot to absorb yep. magic from the world, right? You find out that like he knows he either has like the last lion egg or something, or like an idea of like where these lions may be. Gotcha. Like, massive librarium of text. Ah, uh, he has a um. Oh, right, right, yeah. Or he has some kind of menagerie. Yeah, he's a menagerie of lions, and now you have to, like, help the lion reproduce somehow. Okay. And bring, like, something about reproduce. This is a very off-the-world tangent. Anyways, ignoring that. Um, <laughs> hey, I mean, these are just ideas. We're, we're, we're just two guys, two lions here. You're finally awake. You were the last egg. You've got to fuck now, or it's, before it's too late. No, no, they're asexual lions. You've got to fuck. <laughs> You've got to find some kind of cat, and you've got to fuck. Oh my god. And this creates the lion race, the lion-human hybrid race. Ah, what are they called in D&D? In &D? Uh, Leonidas? Le yeah. Leonis? Something like that, yeah. Some shit like that. Yeah, cool. Anyways, um, I mean, that's our podcast for today. Yep. I'm, my name's Daniel. I'm use that how you master. will. Yeah, my name's Daniel Lee. Yeah, this is One Shot at a Time. Please use this idea as you will for your fabulous Ultima campaign. We gave you kind of like a rough structure for like a essential exam study. Yep. And a little bit of world building into our world as well. Um, anything you think of? How do you feel about it so far? Yeah, no, no. It, uh, I like how there are sort of like very silly ideas that lead into something that is more like tangible and still has sort of like a grounded storyline that people can get yeah, invested like, in. Like you can't really have like a world, like it's weird to have a world where there's a magical political up like uh like what is it like political upheaval or 
resistance, or not resistance. Yeah, like, yeah, some kind of like a po opposing faction or something. Yeah, like an opposing faction. Yeah. And then also have Kanye West as the goat head. <laughs> it's like a weird combination to have. Well, I mean, I, I kind of like how it would, it would, it's kind of just like the guild is super whimsical, and mm -hmm. it's just kind of, because like, the, the, if the guild leader is so powerful, then he probably just like doesn't give a shit. And yeah. it's just like, um, yeah, oh, you need to do a rank up test? Uh, yeah, 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 I got you, I got you. Uh, just go into my basement. <laughs> I think I left three crystals lying around. Yeah. And if you put them back together, it should turn into a manticore. And then just do that and then come back to me. Yeah. And so it's just like really wacky. Cool. Yeah, I love it. It's like a nice combination of two, but also has that serious tone of essentially like, what the fuck is the word I'm looking for? Um, when someone tries to like overthrow a government, I guess. Like, like, oh, like a coup? Yeah, like a, like a magic society trying to start a coup with like this magic kingdom. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Wait. Okay, this is this is really backtracking, but did we establish like why the evil magic guy wants to is like is oh right because the guild is kind of like advising the royalty on how to limit magic to prevent it from being too unethical. Yeah, and then on the other hand, the magic kingdom is like no, we need to expand it more in that same. Right, way. so he's just trying to destroy the guild basically. Yeah, yeah, so cool. It's like, yeah, and then the guild is just like we do what we want. Kind yep. Of yep. Anyways, we're closing out. So. Yep. Uh, again, forever game master Daniel Locke. Uh, sometimes uh, lion breeder, Daniel Lee. Uh, you're listening to One Shot at a Time, a tabletop role-playing game podcast. If you like this podcast, please leave us a five-star review on nice. Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you listen. Yep. Uh, leave us a comment if that's available. Let us know what you think. Yep. You can also email us at oneshotatatimecast at gmail.com. You can send us any prompts you would like us to use for our Weird Fabula Ultima campaign. We'll try to incorporate it. Let's start asking users to leave like stupid reviews. Yeah, just leave stupid reviews. Well, I mean, what like okay, so every week we'll ask them to leave, just leave something really dumb. So when you scroll through the Apple reviews, it'll just look like like bots are flooding it. Yeah, just talk about Kanye West for all of this week. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that it is relevant to be fair. Just uh, is it? Yeah. Kanye West. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant something happened to him. No. Cool. Okay. All right, cool. I mean, things are probably happening to him constantly. So just uh, <laughs> if you if you're leaving a review on a site that allows you to leave a comment, just comment with your favorite quote from the goat. Yeah, you can actually do something on Spotify too as well. Can you? Yeah, you have like a I, there's like a Q and A section that you can like add a question. To. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it'll be like, how do you feel about this episode? But it doesn't pop up all the. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, it's weird. What else anyways, do we have to plug? Uh, the other thing is uh, you can tweet us at one shot at a time cast. No, at one shot at a time on Twitter. Yep. Uh, we usually post stuff. Daniel posts stuff occasionally on his Twitter. It's been a while. Yeah, that's a whole thing as well. Other than that, uh, word of mouth. Do we get confirmed for Sabaton Con? We have not. Okay, we're most likely going to be at Sabaton Con at some point this year. Right, doing so. our usual one-shot panel that now we take audience suggestions for. Yep. I might be doing a funny Japanese crash course panel. Which will be great, super hilarious. You also see me at Neighborhood Comedy Theater occasionally. I'll be doing some improv. And uh, also at Bridge Improv Theater occasionally with the Eels as part of their team. So come check us out for some improv Great. here in Arizona. Great mascot pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quirky. Quirky? Quirky. You like it? Uh, it's all right. It's all right? It's all right. Not a snake? I mean, it just has this energy of like, hey, we're an improv team. We're the Eels. And it's like, oh, okay, so you went for like a really, a really like weird pocket pick. Couldn't just go with like, you know. What would you have chosen? Yeah, I would have probably done something weird like the Dolphins or something. Oh, okay. Because that's not any different in any way. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. But, hey, thank you for listening to our podcast. Once again, please leave a review. Tell your friends if you like D&D uh, &D or tabletop role-playing games. We talk about both. And, you know, word of mouth is the best way to help us out. So Cool. We'll be back uh, not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after. I still don't know how to say that sentence properly, so that's how I'll say it. Nice. Yep. I, I mean, that's the clearest way to say it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
Okay, cool. Okay. Anyways, let's just say some. Let's just say some radical shit because I think everybody has turned off the podcast. Nope, we're done. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>